The Hoop Collective is presented by QuickBooks. New business? No problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA. We are recording this on Thursday afternoon. Joining me from Dallas, Texas. Is, oh, I usually go with Bontemps first. I want to give McMahon his his moment. Save the best jo- for last. Jo- joining. Are we giving McMahon a moment today? Why different than normal? What did something happen? Well, I I like to like ease into Ben McMahon. Tim Bontemps joining us from Boston. How you guys doing? Where you were at the uh, Utah Jazz demolition on Wednesday night uh, by the Celtics. The latest it was a little team. less, little less exciting game than Bonavich beating Virginia on Tuesday to oh. go to the NIT Final Four at MSG next week. A little less. Oh, it's exciting. not till next week. Oh, you get next a week. you get a nice long one. Nice, nice long, long break. Uh, build up. Uh, yep. And joining us from Dallas, Texas, is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. There we go. Everything feels right now. Um, so we had uh, one of the more fun. I think it's fun. I don't know if everybody involved thought it was fun. Um, moments of the year on Wednesday night uh, with the Miami Heat on the sidelines during their loss to the Warriors, which was, let's just be honest. I know it was a great game for Jonathan Kaminga. I know Jordan Poole, who was ice cold for six weeks, has now been red hot for a month. But that was a terrible loss. <laughs> they, oh. they a couple of, you know, they just lost up in Philly to uh, the, the, the Sixers without Embiid and without Harden. They basically punted the game uh, so they could get a head start on their trip to L.A. And then they, they get the Warriors on the second night of a back-to-back. Steph is out. Draymond is resting. Clay is resting. Otto Porter is resting. I don't know if that like, makes a difference. So the point is they're, they're, they're down to, like, you know, they're, the starting lineup I don't think they've used all year. And they get run out of the they get run out of their own building, and then on the sideline. Now, I I don't have Thanksgiving dinner with all these folks, but I know all these folks. I know Jimmy Butler, I know Kyle Lowry, I know Eric Spolstra, um, and so Udonis Haslam was one of the stars of this thing. Yeah, I don't sure. know Udonis that well. I've been like covering him for four years, but I know what he's about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see, thank God for the, the, the camera phones. Uh, thank God for a fan recording a, a very, uh, what would normally be a mundane, you know, mid third quarter timeout where you see Eric Spolstra very clearly say, what do you want to bleeping fight me? <laughs> and, and, and then, and then it has them coming in. I'll beat your boop, boop, boop. <laughs> How many people do you think Udonis Haslam has said those words to in his 19-year NBA career? A lot. The answer is a lot. At least triple digits. Yeah, the answer is a lot. But my favorite thing, Kyle Lowry did my two favorite things in the little uh, uprising, if you will. Um, Well, first first off, I loved Eric Spolstra finding a clipboard on the ground. The clipboard was on the ground. He picked it up just so he could throw it. Extra points for Spo on that. And, and this by was the way, this was after it had left the bench area and spilled yes. out onto the court. Yes, thank God for for footage that we got. Um, yeah, the, the 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 Warriors broadcast crew was happy to to uh, record all this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the, like, the, the, the heat they were in, doing baby. dance cam or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. So the 
but the thing I loved, I loved as it was going down, Kyle Lowry just gets up and walks away. He's like, I'm not here for this, this ridiculousness. Then when Spo comes out in the court after he slams his, his clipboard on the ground and he gets a secondary back and forth with Butler, Kyle Lowry steps in and signals timeout. He was calling a timeout from the timeout. He was calling a timeout in the timeout. <laughs> That's a technical foul. A timeout in the timeout is a technical Listen, foul. PJ, PJ Tucker also gets uh, nominated for best supporting actor in this deal as well because the camera phone angle, which is from behind the bench, like you said, you can see Spolstra clearly. We don't know what Jimmy said to get that response from Spolstra, but you saw – PJ sitting right next to Jimmy and he looked the other way and just had his face like, whoa. <laughs> and then when Spolster slams the clipboard, oh, PJ, you know, trying to keep things in order. He's picking up papers off the court. So there, there was a lot of great <laughs> moments in this thing. I loved it. Well, no. all, all I will say about this thing is when Ray Allen hit probably the greatest shot that's ever been hit in an NBA game in game six of the NBA finals, Eric Spolster didn't move. So for him to have this kind of reaction in a game, like after the game, everybody said all the right things and tried to downplay this thing and whatever. But we've seen Jimmy Butler have issues in the past with teams. And for Eric to get that upset and for that thing to develop in the way that it did as publicly as it did, that's not something that's going to be just wiped away, in my opinion. And that's a situation to watch going forward. It's well, a situation to watch, but also... You know, I, I do think Spolstra has, and when you've covered him up close, I, I think he's shown some fire. You know, I think he's certainly shown a willingness that, you know, to to be uh, confrontational with players when, when he feels like it's appropriate and to never back down. I mean, when LeBron bumped him, whatever, whatever, 10, 11 games into LeBron's tenure there, Spolstra didn't shrink then. He's not going to shrink now. And listen, when you when you sign Jimmy Butler, trade for Jimmy Butler, when you get Jimmy Butler on your roster, you understand it's Jimmy. He's gonna he's gonna have some some beepole moments. Uh, he's going to run hot. Um, and it's you know Kyle Lowry. His you know he's a guy. He he's gonna you know run hot. He's not gonna wilt from things. You know PJ Tucker, similar type of personality. He's seen a lot of things. Uh, in his career, I'm sure he's like, man, you should have seen, you know, Harden and CP3 with the Rockets their second year. Um, so I do, I do think it's a it's a group of guys who, you know, they're they're vets, they're experienced. You know, a lot of these guys have have been in confrontations before. I don't think Spolster is the kind of guy you know, where he's going to hold a grudge. And basically, if Jimmy can get over it, I think everybody else can. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes uh, in practices, mm -hmm. in film sessions. Um, it looks, I mean, my guess is that this was not something that was just predicated on what had just happened in that moment, that they had been building toward this. Because I've never seen Spo that mad. I know that he can get that mad. I've never seen him that mad during a game. Never show so, stuff in public like that. Right. I got to believe that was a calculated to a certain degree move. He he took an opportunity to, to, to do that. Um, and so we'll see going forward. What I will say is the Heat are in a stretch where they should have retired the number one seed. They have yeah. 11 out of 12 at home that they're in right now, and they've botched some games. They, they had a game 
against the Suns that they lost at home. They lost a game to the Wolves at home. Those are two teams that are obviously, you know, high, you know, uh, difficulty teams to beat. And they didn't handle their business. They lost that game in Philly. They lose this game. So they've lost four out of their last seven. And meanwhile, they had a bad day on Wednesday because they find out that Kyrie is going to be able to play in home games. So now you're sitting there and, you know, I don't know whether the Nets end up six, seven or eight, but if they end up eight, that's a pretty sucky hand. Quite frankly, you, you play five months to get the number one seed and you got to play Durant and Kyrie in the first round. I wouldn't be in a good mood. I'd certainly want to, sh- you know, be sharp, you know, be playing better if that was coming. So they play the Nets on Saturday. That'll be a great opportunity for them to have a bounce back game. They have a favorable schedule compared to the Bucks and the and the Celtics and the Sixers coming down the stretch. So if they do handle their business, they still should get the number one seed and the East will go through Miami. But we got to be honest here. This is why we're, we're talking about it. I mean, we're talking about the little, you know, dust up because it's very interesting. But the reason we're talking about the Heat right now is they're not playing their best basketball in a situation where the East is going to be as hard as I've seen it in my adult lifetime. And, and I just think Bon Temps that they have got to get healthy number one, and they have got to play, um, you know, a more organized style. Otherwise they're going to really, they're going to really be in bad position despite being the number one seat. No, I agree completely. And that's the part that I think is the thing to monitor going forward. Like you're right, Tim, there, there's a bunch of veteran guys on that team. It's not like this. I'm not saying this is going to derail their season, right? Like it's one dust up in a game, but to, to your point, Brian, it, it seems like a symptom of a larger problem, right? It's not something that you're going to have. Eric's not going to fly off the handle like that on the sidelines if it's not something that's built up over time. And I'm just very curious to see how the next month or so goes for the Heat because they, they've obviously been building all season. They've been, despite all the injuries they've had, we've talked about it a bunch of times on the pod. We all thought they'd be a real threat in the playoffs instead even with all these injuries, they've done a great job throughout the season, staying at the top of the East. Eric should be in consideration for coach of the year. They've done a great job. You know, Kyle's been in and out with some personal stuff. Bam out of bio missed a bunch of games. Hasn't mattered. They've played great, but I was at that game Monday in Philly and your boy Tyler hero in the fourth quarter was an absolute pinata. And the the Sixers just (laughs) attacked him every single trip down the court. He's going to get attacked on defense the rest of his career. Well, and well, especially, well, especially on if he's on. Yeah, I was going to say, especially if you're on the floor with Jimmy and Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry PJ Jimmy Tucker, Butler. Bam out of bio. Right. Like, you're, he's going to attack. That's right. He's going to be the guy. And he and part of the reason he has to be out there is because they don't have a great half court offensive team. And the thing about Jimmy that I'm curious about is he's had a really nice year. It was a deserving all star again. He's been dealing with some injuries as he usually does, but he looks a little bit of a step slow right now. And they're kind of built where they need Jimmy and Tyler to power them in the half court. And if Tyler is going to get played off the court at times because of his defense, they really need Jimmy to power them in the half court. And if he's not quite able to give them that juice in the half court, all of a sudden their offense is not very good. And then they're relying really heavily on that defense to carry them. And that's going to be a challenge. So they've had a great season. I think they've got a chance to make a deep playoff run, but you're right. Like they have some real structural things they got to look at right now and figure out over the next couple weeks going into the playoffs because it could get really hard really fast if they're getting Brooklyn or even Toronto or somebody like that right out of the gate. This isn't going to be a usual cakewalk in the first round. Today, today we're recording this March 23rd. If we were picking, is it the 23rd? Yeah, 24th, sorry. 
if we were picking nice teams, if we were saying, okay, you get to pick a team that you think is going to win the East. Okay. How many teams are getting taken before just confidence level today? What uh, draft uh, pick is Miami? At, I'm taking at least two teams above them without even thinking about it. I'm definitely taking Milwaukee and I'm definitely taking Boston. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're universally at minimum the third choice. Then it then you could debate with Brooklyn and Philly and them where you okay, pick assuming who's that next. Ben Simmons doesn't play. I know that they're leaving the, the door open. Uh do you like That's, them or, or or Brooklyn in a series right now? Now that we know that Kyrie's gonna play. I, I go ahead, McMahon. I still like the Heat. You know, the the Nets, okay, great. Kyrie played last night and they got, you know, they got smoked by the Jawless Grizzlies. Now the Jawless Grizzlies are 15 and two without uh without their superstar, but still and the Nets are eight and twelve with Kyrie. Yeah, it's like listen, Kyrie, like they're gonna they're gonna be tough to stop, but one way to solve Miami's half court offensive issues is to have the the Nets being the team of garden. Right. I mean, look, I also Kevin, wonder how much more, you know, can, can Lowry kind of flip the switch and be more aggressive as a scorer, like we've seen him do in the playoffs with the Raptors. Oladipo is yep. a wild card in terms of offensive juice. Yeah, they have they have some they have some upside offensively, Miami. And look, Brooklyn, everybody at the top of the conference is afraid of Brooklyn, right? Nobody wants to see Kevin Durant. I don't know if they're afraid of them. They just well don't want to play them in the first round. Well, I'm not saying afraid of them in the sense that they don't think they can beat them, but they don't want to play them. Like you don't want to play them. Like you said, you don't want to spend all season getting the one or two seed to have the reward be seeing Kevin Durant sitting there in the first round of the playoffs. Like that's not that's Bummer. not what you want to see. Now look, the Nets have their flaws, right? They have, they have to play a lot of six two guys. They're going to really struggle on defense. Obviously, but with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they can now play every game with Kyrie. They have the ability to score a buck 40 every game if they hit shots, which they've got. You know, Seth Curry is one of the best three point shooters in the league. He has to get single covered or left open a lot now. They can put up points on anybody. So, yeah, like if you're the Heat or the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers, these teams at the top of the conference, you better believe there's some machinations going on to try to see where you can land and if you can avoid playing the Nets in the first round. You don't think Daryl Morey is well, that, thinking about where and, the Sixers wind up? Like, and that on. was what was so crazy about the uh, – so, you know, you talked about they lost to the Sixers without him beating hard, and they lost to the Sixers in the game. The Sixers were not trying to win. That's right. <laughs> the Sixers were, are not trying to be the two seed, and that was basically like, hey, good game to lose. You know, rest our guys. You know, head, head west to some fresh legs, and – the heat well, they did play the back. night before to be to be clear. So people in case people don't know, they did play the night before with their guys and lose to Toronto. They clearly were like, we're, we'll beat the Raptors in this first game and then we'll probably give up the second game and not play our guys in the back to back. Instead, they lose to Toronto with their guys all playing. Toronto have two starters out and then they turn around and beat the heat with their two stars out the next night. So but yeah, so the they're, case, they're clearly looking at the standings. Everybody wants to avoid Brooklyn at the beginning. So if they can. the case for the heat is. Jimmy. Kyle, championship experience, championship defense. Bam. Extraordinarily versatile, terrific half-court defender, ideal in a playoff setting. Dangerous three-point shooting. And Eric Spolstra as your coach. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric Spolstra is a huge part of that. Him and Nick Nurse are probably the two coaches I want if I'm trying to navigate through a series and make adjustments and stuff. You never know what what Nurse is going to throw at you. And then for Spo his ability to make adjustments and just be a tactician. That's the case for the Heat. But 
the you know when you look out there and you look at what Boston is doing, you cannot be anything but super duper impressed with what Boston is doing. The Celtics look, are twenty three and four in their last twenty seven games and are outscoring teams by sixteen points per hundred possessions over twenty seven yeah. games. Yeah, they, they are obliterating this. people. They're the best defensive team in the league, and it's it's really not close at this point. Over that and same stretch, got they two have the guys. best defense in the league by five points per hundred yeah. possessions. And they've got yeah. two guys who not only are you know explosive scores, but proven playoff scores. Like you know Tatum and, and Brown, you know they could barely buy beer, and they were going to Eastern Conference Finals. So yep. John Schumann from NBA.com, who always has great numbers, he put this out today. Since the All-Star break, the Celtics have played eight games against teams who are over 500. They're 7-1 in those games. Now, that's damn impressive. You know, that's awesome. The point differential in those, in those games is plus 15. They're not just beating good teams. They're pounding. They're pounding everybody. And so you're worried about this. You look at the Celtics. You look at the way they're playing. You look at the Bucks, the way that they're playing. You look at the now elevated heat. I'm sorry, elevated nets now that they know they're going to have Kyrie for all the games. I don't know what you say about the Sixers. They're winning. They're winning, but they're not really impressing, but they're winning. But those teams, you know, you know, the Sixers, you know, ha, you know, have a high, their, their threshold is high. Well, the problem, you raise if, you look at, if you look at all those teams, does Miami have the best player against any of those teams? No, no. That's no. that's and you're in a playoff series. If you're going into the playoff series without the best player, historically, you're in trouble. Yeah. And then I would say in most of those series, they will have they won't have the second best player either. Yeah. I mean, at least in a, a, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, mean, I would say they, against, they got a lot would, going for them. They got yeah. a lot going for them defensively in, the, in a playoff setting. I think you're going to see that get reevaluated once we get to the playoffs because the game's going to be played a little differently. Is, is, is Jimmy Butler a better player than Drew Holiday? Are you, sh- I, are you, are you sure about that? I I would probably say Jimmy's yeah, ahead of yes. Drew. But that, it's, 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 it's a fair can, question. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. If, if Drew's your best player, I don't like your chances, but Drew isn't their best player. Yeah. So, um, all right, so speaking of the Celtics, they absolutely demolished the Utah Jazz mm. uh, the other night. Now, what we're seeing in the Western Conference right now, the Suns, who are getting Chris Paul back on Thursday night, are just shifting him another gear. I, I, I they're within the, 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 the clear, but clear cut best team in the league. Okay, the Grizzlies are putting the second seed like away. Although Morant's about to miss his third straight game due to right knee soreness. And with Steph with Steph out, though, the Warriors are not going to win enough games. Yeah, I'm just saying file. No, I agree. It's a concern if it's something. Well, he had a question. Now, am I right in saying, McMahon, that his knee injury earlier this season was the left knee? That's correct. And this Um, is the right knee, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, he did have knee surgery uh, coming out of college as well. You know, remember he missed his uh, he missed summer league because of knee surgery, and I am scrambling to double check which knee that was. All right. So anyway, we got the Jazz 
has a window of opportunity here to move into three. I don't know if they're going to take it though, McMahon. You do well, and you know, you looked at it, and it's the Jazz and the Mavs. I think the Jazz are, you know, well, the I Mavs. Mean, I'm not even talking about. They're playing on Saturday. That's a big game, right? Uh, Sunday, but yes, sir. Sunday. Um, and they're they're even in four, and so you know, the, and I'm looking last night like, wow, the Warriors, the Santa Cruz Warriors playing the Miami Heat in Miami. Like this is it's about to get real tight, and then the Warriors win that game, so it's still a three game cushion there. Uh, the Mavs. Uh, pull even with with the Jazz, and uh, the Jazz will have the tiebreaker regardless of what happens Sunday night. You know the Mavericks can tie the season series, but the Jazz will, uh, you know, win that division. The, the Mavericks won't win there, so they'll, they'll have the tiebreaker. But man, the Mavericks are playing a lot better basketball uh, for for a while now. And you know we've we've talked a lot about the Jazz. It's never really, despite hey, now here we go. We're going to be getting in. We're going to upset people in Utah again. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm listen. Sorry. You you can you can believe what you want. You you know you don't have to believe your ears. Believe you what you're. Believe your eyes. Yeah, believe your eyes. It, it's never quite felt right for the Jazz. We don't need to go back over. You know what we think could be coming, um, but. Look at this team and tell me you think this is a team that seems primed to get it right and to go on a playoff run. I don't wait, see it. Well, here's what I'll say. So I, after that game last night, I went and listened to the Jazz talk after the game. Quinn Snyder came in. Rudy Gobert came in. Donovan Mitchell came in. Mm-hmm. They all essentially said some version of the same thing. It's time for us to kick this into gear. Are we going to be a group that's going to kick it into gear or not? It's pretty much what they all said. Now, they said it in different ways. They said there were different issues, et cetera, et cetera. But they all had the same message. They all had the same tone. They all had the same look on their face. It's just me looking at it, but they look like a team that knows where they're headed. And where they're headed is not where they want to go. And if you go back to last year, they had that shot in the second round of the playoffs against mm-hmm. the Clippers. We all know what happened. And we've seen this a lot of times in sports. You get to a moment like that where you have a chance to break through and you lose in the fashion that the Jazz lost. That is the kind of haymaker that is really, really hard to come back from. And to your point, McMahon, they have looked all season like a team that has not really recovered from it. And, 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 and losing Joe Ingles, even though he wasn't playing especially well, losing Joe Ingles, their second unit, they they'd have Gobert and uh, Conley, the way their rotation worked. Play yep. with the second unit. They used to just absolutely kill teams. Yep. It hadn't been the same without Ingles. You know, there's concern about Conley. He hadn't he hadn't really played well for for a while now. There's been a little you know blip here, blip there. But for the whole, he hadn't played well for a while. You know, and then you know, Rudy said it. It's the same things. Not sharing the ball. You know, basically you yep. know, lack of communication and and and. Uh, commitment to defense you know he's, he said that the only thing he didn't say again last night was he didn't cite specific examples of teams that are doing it so <laughs> yep. he, he at least avoided <laughs> at least avoided those okay. landmines live, and, live and, and he sort of did that in the morning when he talked about how great the celtics are playing and how they're doing all the things that he's talked about them doing all year but look like we just went through brian in the eastern conference if the jazz are playing any of those teams in front of them in the first round i'm going to include dallas in that dallas golden state memphis phoenix Let's say let's Denver. Even I'm even going to go Denver. Put Denver in there too. Say everybody's healthy, re- reasonably healthy. 
are you picking them to beat any of those teams? Nope. I would say maybe so, Denver, maybe, but I wouldn't pick them to beat any of the any of the other four. So that more than likely means they're losing in the first round. And like you said, we don't need to get into it, but if they lose in the first well, round, this they, ain't a team that's going to stand pat. They have the ability to put things together and look really, really good. And so I'm leaving it open that they can do that. But we just haven't seen that consistently this year. And, and they haven't they, closed games well either. They, well, look, they have what, not shown what that they seed can were they last game. year? What seed were, were they? They were the best, the best record. They were in the, the best team year. in the league. Right. Okay. How this can you not last look, year's this ain't last year's team though? It's not okay. So then there's something else that happened. So Mark Stein of the Substack comes out and writes that Quinn Snyder could be an option for the Lakers this next offseason. Now, I have not heard that, but it has definitely been discussed out there that Quinn Snyder might not be long for the Jets. And part of the reason is because Quinn Snyder, to our knowledge, sometimes these things happen and they're not announced, so I don't want to be clear, but to our knowledge, has not extended his contract. All but all these coaches who have been very successful out there are getting contract extensions, as you'd expect, as a normal course of business. We just saw Michael Malone this week get a contract extension. Mm-hmm. Earlier this season, James Jones got a contract extension in Phoenix. I would expect that before next season begins, Monty Williams will have a contract extension. Frank Vogel got a contract extension. Okay. They have not extended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vogel I know, technically just, did. It I was understand a... that. I'm just saying he got it. Okay. So Quinn Snyder responded to the Salt Lake Tribune to that report. And he said many, many words. And he not did a not say, He did not say, I'm going to be here. He did not say, I'm not going to be the coach of another team. I, I so, believe Quinn's intent was to be a little bit stronger uh, in calming the situation and, and his execution was off. But I'll be honest, I have, and, you know, Steiny's also reported the, the Spurs rumors. Um, we, nobody knows, at least nobody, none of us know whether Pop will be back. But it feel, this team, in a lot of ways, feels very much like the last year of Bud in Atlanta Hawks. The difference is those Hawks didn't have the superstar that they were concerned about uh, flying the coop, which obviously is the case with uh, with Donovan Mitchell. Nice line there. Yeah, you like that? Little, little bird good. reference. Um, but listen, if, if Quinn, and he does, I don't know exactly his con- contractual situation. He does have multiple years left on his contract. Um, but my understanding is he didn't sign an extension when there was an opportunity to last summer. So He's either signing an extension this summer or I think or I think he's gone. And if we're just like, let's just stop dancing around it. I think a lot of does this he have multiple years left or does he have one year left? I, I, I believe he I, I believe he has two or three. I'm not okay. All right. I'm not certain on that. And, okay. and, and you know, he's well, then maybe the extension isn't as big of a thing as I thought it was. Yeah. I'll say this. There's a lot of speculation around the league about Quinn Snyder. There has been for a while. I've heard Spurs. I've heard Lakers. Those are the two that Steiny mentioned. Um, I think there's a couple of very prominent Eastern Conference teams that, if if those became vacancies, uh, he, he'd be top. Quinn of the list. Snyder is the type of coach that you might fire your coach to hire. He'd never and, say that, and he'd and, never and, want and, that. And, but and Quinn has a great relationship with you know I, up and down that roster. But Donovan Mitchell loves. Quinn Snyder. Um, 
you know, we'll see what happens with the Donovan Domino. But if that thing falls, I think it it's a completely different era for the Jazz, and that will be reflected throughout the organization. Well, like I said, being in the room last night, I went into that room after that game because I wanted to hear what those guys had to say after they got their butts kicked. It's always it's always interesting to see what a team like that says in a moment like that. And those were the three guys that talked, and it was a very there was a very clear feeling walking out of that room. It just felt like a team that had run into the wall too many times and knew they weren't getting through it this time. And I think like we said, all we've said repeatedly here, if they don't make a kind of run in the playoffs that they thought they could coming into the season, this team ain't going to look the same. Now, what Mm -hmm. it looks like, I don't know. Could be tons of changes. Could be minimal changes. We'll see, but they ain't gonna uh, run minimal, they, it, it won't be minimal. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say minimal. Well, it might be some know, they changes, have a, they it might have be seismic, they, but they're not gonna you know, run it back with the exact same group don't again. Don't forget they, they have a new again. they have a new team president. Danny Ainge is in there now, and he hasn't really done anything yet. He made up a, a Joe Ingles trade, but you know, um I will just they have say a, they have they have a new owner who is not yeah. trying to pay a whole bunch of luxury tax to get bounced in the first round every year. Right. So it's just, just a situation say, to watch on a lot that, of levels. People, a lot of people like to talk about Donovan Mitchell. If I were the Utah Jazz, I would exhaust all situations before I would do everything I possibly could to make sure that it could work with Donovan. So, yeah, of course, they are. Any of the changes that happen, because I know that people will jump to that conclusion, especially if the Jazz have an early out in the playoffs, that can't be a priority. Priority has got to be keep him there. You know, not so much keep him happy because, you know, uh, yeah. there's it, only so much you can do, but try your best to get the most out of him and, 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 you know, keep him in a spot where he's, he's helping you move forward. Um, that's, that's just, that's just common sense. And he's got a lot of say in that, as you know. I do. Um, all right. We have a CarMax trivia situation. CarMax on the lot online. Bontemps. So we talked about the Celtics before. Um, there are two teams. So the Celtics were 500. They were 24 and 24. They're now well over 60% winning percentage for the season after this 23 and 4 stretch. There are two teams that finished with a better than 600 winning percentage after being 500 halfway oh, through the season. Man. Who are the teams? Both within the last 20 years. Wow. Was one that Heat team that went on that crazy? That was not the kick? Heat team because they okay. were eleven and thirty, and then That's went right. and eleven to finish. Yeah. How about 2014-15 Cleveland Cavaliers? Not a bad guess, but incorrect. They, I believe, were over five hundred by a little bit at the break. Okay, it's not them. Hmm. One of them oh. is a team McMahon covered. Oh, a Mavericks team. It's a team you covered. He's only covered the Mavericks as far as well, he covers no, the league now, a, but could be a could be a Rockets with the Rockets. How, is it the Rockets? No. Which Mavericks team then? It's not a Mavericks team. Oh, the Little Jazzies. Which year? Can you remember? Uh, they've they, they've done this a lot. Where they have had they have done they, their lot. schedule they've one season. Yeah, they their schedule like, uh, is unbalanced. They always play a very hard schedule early for some reason, and then it, their schedule. Well, the reason their schedule's rookie always, year, it was not Donovan's rookie year, but that's close. His second year, then it was they, second year. They, they, 2018, 
Yeah, they went on like a 19 and two run that year. Well, the reason their schedule is always hard at the beginning, easy at the end, is the same reason the Lakers' schedule is always easy at the beginning and hard at the end, which is that their national TV (laughs) games are uh, the Lakers are on have marquee games down the stretch, and the Jazz don't. Yeah. So that's so that now that we've uh, just another way to enrage Jazz fans after we've talked about how the (laughs) team is terrible. Uh, The other team, uh, one other team, did this uh, much closer to the beginning of the century. Than, uh, than now. All right, Another very, very, very prominent team. Very prominent yeah, team um, had a player uh, come back into the season after having surgery. The SVP pod with Scott Van Pelt alongside Stanford Steve brings you high-level sports analysis as well as stories. Two dads raising their kids. Plus, find out every Tuesday what they hate to see and if you agree. That's the SVP pod. Listen wherever you get your podcast. For the ones who get it done, Ranger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. I don't, I'm not even... Use this I'm, not, not, I'm not using the off-season for rehab time. I'm using regular season oh, games Shaq? for rehab time. That is correct. Shaq the the 0203 Lakers after Shaq came back uh, partway through <laughs> after doing uh, doing rehab on company time. As I That's believe, known I as the Pippin. That's known as the Pippin. And I love Scotty. <laughs> I love Scotty. Oh, my God. I had so yeah, much there's fun your, talking to Scotty. There's your on. There's your on. Uh, there's there's your Karmax trivia question of the week this week. Oh, all right. We needed so, some hands, but we got there. Um, so I did. No, no, no. Earlier no this, thanks to you. No help, no help to Brian. That's right. Yeah. Earlier this week. Um, Isaiah Thomas, the original Isaiah Thomas, the uh, the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, um, was talking about how he thought that Devin Booker should be an MVP candidate. He had very strange reasoning, not strange, but just sort of basic. Even though I like Isaiah, but he said if if you, the leading scorer on the best team should automatically be an MVP candidate. I mean, that's Donovan Mitchell agreed, but he wasn't even All NBA <laughs> last year. <laughs> right. So, and I was thinking to myself, listen, guys, you want the truth, Devin Booker. I mean, I'm not saying that he wouldn't like to be mentioned for MVP. Devin Booker, if you gave him the option of getting MVP votes or getting all NBA votes, he well, would take he the all M- NBA. He, listen, if he won MVP, he would get he's what he's not, looking for. He's not winning MVP. I'm just saying he would. But Don, but Devin, uh, Devin is highly incentivized to make all NBA because if he does, he is super max eligible. And there are a number of guys, both guys 
coming onto their rookie contracts where they can kick their money from the 25% of the salary cap to 30%. And yep. then guys who are in the middle of their first max contracts, the, the, the uh, Durant rule that Giannis uh, signed and Curry, a couple other guys, they can yep. kick their compensation from, from 30 million to 30, to 30% to 35% of the cap. I'm not sure what the, do you know the most recent number on that? It's somewhere like 70 to $80 million difference on temps, right? It's a lot. It's a lot of money over the life of the deal. And there there's five guys check with Bobby Marks. There's five guys that fall into this category this year. Um, okay. So the, Booker is one of them. And I think he's got a very strong case of making all NBA. Well, he, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm not sure he'll make. I think he'll make it. But if, if Devin Booker doesn't make All NBA, it's an absolute crime. I, there are I think, only two guards more deserving than him, Luca and Ja. He well, should, well he, he has surpassed Steph Curry in the guard hierarchy. I'm not trying to hear about Le, squeezing LeBron on the first team as a guard. Well, no. Hold on, let me no. let me let me run through the guys first. So there's five guys. The three uh, guys in the middle of their career are Carl Towns, Booker. And Zach Levine, mm-hmm. the two rookie contract guys um, are Trey Young and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who I don't think will make it, but he's a, he'll at least bump up if he gets in there. Now, Ja isn't a guy to worry about this for this year because you have to do it the year going into your extension, essentially. So he's even going if he makes it, extension. well, but I mean, like at, when it starts, like if he mm-hmm. makes it this year and doesn't make it next year, oh, yeah, yeah. he won't qualify. That's right. Like because he was two times. Luca's already done it twice. You have to yeah, do it right. two, two, at least two times. So, and Trey needs to make it this year for the same reason. So, that's that's so, where that. Those are the so five guys. We wanted to take a look at which of these guys do we think. Well, first off, the difficulty with this is is if the guy gets it, you're under some pressure to pay it to him. Right. Yeah. So, in the case of Gobert, Gobert qualified for it because he got Defensive Player of the Year. And all NBA. Well, and all and all NBA. That's right. Yeah, but and That's they right. they ended up splitting the difference. He got right. Uh, he got a he lot of it, but not all five when he could have gotten up to two twenty eight. If I if something I like that. call correctly, right. he got like eighty so, percent of the money. So that's the thing. Like you know, like I don't think Zach Levine is going to get it. I don't either. Um, and 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 by the way, to he was in the running this, before his knee injuries. Yeah, uh, kind of knocked him out of it. To qualify for this. You can't have changed teams. So, for example, Anthony Davis, um, let's say he makes All-NBA next year. He has a healthy year and makes All-NBA. He wouldn't be eligible because he changed teams. The only way you can change teams and still be eligible is if you got traded while you were on your rookie contract. So, in the case of Zach Levine, he got traded while he was on his rookie contract. So, And Shea goes Alexander, too. Shea as well. Good news so, for Halliburton down the road. Interesting. That's an interesting one. You're you're really going awfully far down the road. But <laughs> um, listen, man, there are some guys I talk to, uh, personnel guys who are like in love with Halliburton and are like, this guy is going to be a stud and great trade, you know, max player, blah, blah, blah. And there are other guys who are like, yeah, he's good. But, you know, I mean, I. I've heard a variety of opinions on him, but I mean, I love him as a guy. So I hope it's going to be an interesting trade to follow for sure on a lot of fronts. Uh, Sabonis, by the way, that we've got traded from Demontis Sabonis extension eligible this summer. Won't be super max. Won't be getting a super max, but could get a very big number from Sacramento if he wants to stay. All right. So you look at these guys, Levine. 
I don't think he's going to make all NBA, so I don't think it's going to be an issue, especially since the Bulls are fading here, not to mention the real, injured. The real guys here are Trey, uh, Booker, and Towns to talk about. They're the three ones who have real and shots. I don't see. I don't see how the Suns don't give Booker the supermax. Well, good luck. I don't see how Booker doesn't end up all NBA. Well, here we'll just let's just let's just lay out a possibility, right? You could have somebody put LeBron as a guard. Our buddy, our buddy Kevin Artovitz did on the low post the other day. So you could have somebody have Luca. LeBron's Steph. playing center right now. I don't know if you're. I'm just. I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying uh, the you idea that have, Le, the idea that LeBron's an automatic first team selection is. I listen. Set outrageous. that aside. Luca, Ja, Steph, LeBron. There's four spots. Now you could see people say Chris is more deserving than Devin. That could lose some votes for him. You've got Trey Young, who's had a great year. I'm trying to think of you've got Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's who's had a one. great year. Listen, here's there's, the deal. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I think Devin Booker will make all NBA. It's, I'm it's just a saying crime that there's, if he doesn't. It is an I, absolute crime. He, I agree. I think and, he and I think I, also, I think Chris I Paul think should too. They are by far the best team in the league. They deserve to have two all NBA players, especially considering both those guys have clearly performed that level. But like Devin Booker, dude, they just went eleven and four without Chris Paul, and Devin Booker was dominant. I I agree during that here's stretch. A, here's another one: Demar Derozan might be voted in as a guard. Demar Derozan was Devin a guard. Booker. Well, I'm just saying there could be. I mean, Demar Derozan was a starter in the All Star game as a guard, so we'll see where he gets voted in. I think he's going to make it. I'm just saying I could see a scenario Tyler where Hero. he doesn't. Tyler Hero definitely going to get votes. James Harden could at get least, votes. At least one from Nebraska. Two. I'm just saying, I could see scenarios where I could see scenarios where let me see. Let me sh- show yourself if you put James Harden on there. Show yourself. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if I'm not, you don't I would Devin not have a ballot. Completely. You're doing a bad job as a vote. Well, I'm just all right. I'm just saying, I can see scenarios no, where it's trouble. Fair That's point. All. There, look, there is some funky stuff that happens. We talked about Jason Tatum a few weeks ago because of the weirdness of the rules he kind of got left out last year and it cost him a bunch of money and trust me they were upset about that it was a huge break for the celtics that that worked out the way that it did um jason tatum will be making all nba this year Uh, certainly would think so you certainly Um, would think so so i think if if booker gets it the suns have to pay him and you know you start looking at they'll be they'll be giving him the soup they gave him the full max the last time without a thought, they're going to give him the full super max without a thought well, too. That's the, f- <laughs> that's the fun max. I know it's the fun max, but he ha- he was not the player he is now or even close. They hadn't you know, won anything at that point. And they, that was an immediate, no, no second thought. We're doing it thing. You know, what's, the fun? Thing about the what's fun? What's fun is going to the finals and following up with the best record in the NBA. That's yep. pretty fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Well, let's, let's watch Robert Sarver spend here because he keep, he pays his call. Or so. I don't think he's uh, well. Who knows? I can't predict. Uh, I don't think he. So he paid uh, Mikhail Bridges. They got a, a decent deal on that. What was that? 80, 80 94, I think. Four for was it? I thought it was an, okay. It was over ninety, I think. All right, they paid Chris Paul the max. Uh, now, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Chris I'm Paul sorry. gave him a Chris Paul You're gave right. him a discount. He didn't. I apologize. Yeah. Well, he added years, but it's still he added years. Million. But he 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 took less money this year. That was nice for this year. Now we're talking about next They're year. They're going to have to pay Aiden to keep him. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm saying about the Suns. As you think about this, 
Cameron Johnson, the very valuable wing player. Cam Johnson's going to make a lot of money. Having a good year. Very valuable. Extension eligible. He just watched Bridges get paid. You got to sign him. And I know that it's not like going to tip the scales, but Landry Shamit, they signed to an extension. That extension comes on the books next year. So as they look at where their payroll is going to be in two years, which is when they're looking at when Devin Booker's money is going to be coming. You know, obviously if you're choosing between Booker and Aiton, you're choosing Booker, but I shouldn't come down to that. But I don't know whether they're going to, whether Robert Sarver is going to pay all of these guys. And if Devin Booker gets the super max and gets, you know, that much more money, it's going to potentially affect how they handle their negotiations with DeAndre Ayton because in two or three years, all of those guys are going to be up over $30 million a year. You're going to have Bridges making over 20. And I think, Bontemps, what do you think Cam Johnson's headed for? I mean, he's headed for... 18 to 20 a year. I was going to say, yeah. you talk about a, think, a, 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 a... He's a 3 and D guy who can do more than, than that offense. I mean, he's, not, he's not Mikhail Bridges, right? So he got, let's say, 23 a year. He's better probably than a guy like Kevin Herter who got around 16 a year. So my guess is he gets done for somewhere like four for 72 to four for 80, somewhere in that band, which okay, is so 18 to 20 a year. And I think they'll right. get it done is my guess. They, it would be very smart. They get it done. But I, I'm, I'm very, I, I don't want to say, I shouldn't say very skeptical. I am. I am skeptical about what happens with Aiton and Phoenix. Cause I yeah. like you, you looked at all these bigs who've come in. They played JaVale this year. He's put up numbers for them. They said Bizak Biombo off the street. He's putting up 18 to 10 a night for them with Chris Ball. Uh, if they're going to choose somewhere, it, it makes me wonder what they end up wow. choosing to do. Because clearly in the fall, DeAndre wanted a max. They didn't want to do a max. If they go make another deep playoff run, DeAndre's not going to think he's less valuable now. So <laughs> he was awfully, his he was asking awfully price. good in the he no. was awfully good in the playoffs yeah. last year. Right. His, he was awfully his asking good. price ain't coming down. But if he, you look he, at he the will league, get the max, whether it's with the Suns or look, you know, some sort of sign and trade you, or yep. some, you know, whatever. But if you look in the NBA right now, to your point, Brian, if you're going to spend money on guards and wings or spend money on a big, unless that big's Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid or somebody of that caliber, or you think they're going to be that caliber, you got to choose the guards and wings. So it's going to be very fascinating to see what they do with them. It's going to be a really that interesting will be situation. Very fascinating. Speaking and of bigs. Speaking yeah. of bigs. Cat. Well, we should talk about Trey real quick. Do we think Trey is going to make All NBA? He's going to. I, I think, think he's got a real shot. He's having so, a great year, man. Holy, he's Moses. the only guy achieving. Yeah, he's the only guy who's top five in both scoring and assists right now. I've got him as the last guard. I've got Luca and Ja first team, Stephen Booker second team, Chris Paul and Trey Young third team, and so I I took Trey over Donovan Mitchell. Again, he's the only guy top and that five. Might be the, and that might be the choice it comes down to for people is Trey versus Donovan. I would take Trey personally, but I could see yeah, it going and, either and, way. And obviously the 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 knock on Trey is on the defensive end. <laughs> I mean, same knock, different player you yeah. know, with, with, with Donovan Mitchell. And and Trey is like when you have Trey Young. Now, you know, if, if you're in Donovan's camp, you can say, hey, Donovan's the guy who makes the league's best offense go. And if you're in Trey Young's camp, you can say, okay, the, the Hawks perform at a best offense in the league level with Trey on the floor and completely fall off a cliff when he's not. 
Well, and by the way, to, to go back to your point about Tatum earlier before we shift the towns, Brian, Trey Young is in the position Jason Tatum was in, where this could very well come down to does he make third team all NBA? Does he just get edged out? Does a LeBron or DeMar or somebody end up in that yeah. spot? Does Donovan end up in that spot? And is Trey the seventh guard? And therefore he goes from, and obviously it's life change of money either way, right? But he goes from getting, you know, X amount of dollars to X plus Y. Like it's, it's, it's about a very $35 big million dollar difference. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big number. So that, that's one to watch too. I think that one's probably yeah. even closer than Booker in and, terms and, of whether he's going to get it or not. And, and this is one of those where, you know, the team, the Hawks will promote Trey Young, <laughs> but they won't necessarily hope that he ends up all NBA. <laughs> Well, you know, the Celtics, unless I'm having a flaw in my memory, I don't remember the Celtics promoting. No, they, Jason I mean, Tate. they did promote him. It's just their team was terrible. I mean, they, they were in a similar situation to the Hawks. Like Tatum didn't have quite the same statistical resume that Trey did. But ultimately, Julius Randle had a better year last year on a team that won more games that finished higher in the standings. And so Julius Randle made all NBA. Like that's yeah. really what it came down to. Which like that, that, that's definitely one where in hindsight, it's like, oof. yeah, I but, mean for this year. Yeah. But I mean, his, his resume for last year was his resume for last year. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. but that's, that was where it was at. And Trey's going to be in a similar spot. He's playing at a super high level on a, a you know, middling team. Mm-hmm. And where does that, where does that fall? You know? All right. We'll so, so, all right. So that's going to be the guards are going to be interesting. Um, you know, all NBA is one of those things where it's the last one I fill out every year because there's a bunch of hard. The one I spend the most time on, I think it's it's my favorite one to do because it's I think when you look over the history of the league, you get a really great sense of where the league is at every year by who makes all NBA. I well, spend one a lot of, the of time thinking about it. I always think of it as a tiebreaker is how big is that guy's nightly lift? How much yeah. does he have to do? And that's one of the things that a couple of years ago, Clay Thompson missed out very narrowly, just like the top 75. Um, Clay missed out on all NBA when he was super max eligible. Yep. And I was, I was covering, I was there the day he got, he, he, I was there the moment he found out he didn't get it. And he was so upset, not so much about that. And I do believe it wasn't so much about the money, but he really thought he should have been an all NBA player. But when you think about the lift that Clay has versus the lift that like at that time, like Russell Westbrook had, you know, that's a factor. So when you think of the lift that Trey Young has every night and what he has to do for that team, that's a factor. Of course, you know, Donovan does too. All right. So Towns is going to be, this is going to get interesting. He is obviously having a spectacular year. The Wolves are having their best year. Um, yeah, I know they made the playoffs a few years ago with a better, well, I don't know. I mean, know it's the second best. Did. It's the second best year they've had in franchise history when Kevin Garnett's not on the team. The only one that's yeah. better is the year with Jimmy a few years ago. Yeah. Because um, that team was going to be like second in the West before he got hurt late and then they lost a bunch of games. Yeah. And, and Anthony Edwards has been banged up and hadn't, he's kind of struggled a little bit post all-star breaking and they're winning to a certain extent because the towns is just powering them. And, um, you know, but I, I got it. <laughs> if you're the Timberwolves, are you are you excited about a two hundred and thirty million dollar? No, they contract? want they want they want Carl Towns to make the all NBA team. They want to okay. they want to be able to present him with a super max deal and lock him in for a long time. They right. they want him to that, they that, want that's him to the make thing. It. Like they don't want Cat wanting out. Right. And well, he's two he years he's two years he he's can... two years away from free agency. He gets super max eligible this summer. 
he signs that extension, he's locked in there for a long time. He can extend this summer at gigantic money. It's you know, I'm sure he can, but if he doesn't make all, but if he doesn't make all NBA, I'm sure he's going to say, I got a chance to make all NBA next year. Let me take my chances and try to make all NBA next year. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I do think he's going to make it. I do think, and the, the NBA really should just go positionless on the ballot, especially the way the games play today. But that that's not the case. They just let you fudge the positions. Well, this is an interesting thing. I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I, I literally just got my note from the league about me being a voter this year, 20 minutes before the pod started. Now, I'm with you, McMahon. If, the, if it was positionless, right, you just pick the 15 best players, that's one thing. But it's not positionless. It goes by positions. And I actually go by the positions. So... If I, I don't know if you have a vote this year, I assume Brian has a vote. If you guys, what would no, you guys I'm, do I'm with the from the voting process? What would you guys do with the Jokic and Embiid thing? Would you have Jokic and Embiid on the team because of the top two players, or you know, one in three at worst in the league? Like there, there are two guys. There's three guys who are absolute no brainer MVP candidates. They all need to be first team NBA. Those two. The other ones. one being Giannis, I assume. And right. and like okay, Jokic is a big guy. He's also a point guard. Like he he runs he he's the ball handler on pick and rolls all the time. He brings the ball up the floor a lot. Like, I mean, if you want to squeeze him in or forward, like what position is he? I that's fine. I know Zach said he's going to do the same thing the other day. I'm not doing that. They're both centers. They've never not played center for a second in their life. And if the positions are on the ballot, and it, then I'm going to pick one of them to be first, just like I'm going to pick one of them to be first. On my Jokic, MVP ballot, Jokic doesn't and the other play center on a lot of offensive possessions. I do this generally by where the guys guard people because I think that's the better. Well, then Luka Doncic isn't a point guard because he ain't guarding well, I, point guards. I think you can make a decent argument for that too. The idea that LeBron was a point guard on the ballot a couple years ago was bonkers. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part. Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Ah, that sound has to make you smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash hoop, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash hoop right now. Shopify.com slash hoop. 
I think everybody on these ballots, if it's going to have positions, should have one position. This whole like guys are eligible at multiple position thing, I think is stupid. Yeah, because there should be no positions. Either no positions or make positions. They have positions on the roster. So I'm picking one of those guys to be first team and one of those guys well, to be the second. The problem team. is, is that to say that Joel Embiid is a forward is completely disingenuous. Genuous. That's that exactly is. my point. Either I one, mean, of, but either one of them. Look, no. If, I mean, look. Yes, Jokic brings the ball up. Jokic is a center. They're both centers. They've never not played center for a second in their life. They're enormous Jokic, human he, beings. Jokic is a point center. I, he's a point center, but he's still a center. So, like, if the positions are on the ballot, that you never answered, Brian. McMahon's, what is your opinion on it? Well, look. Here's the thing. Like when Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were in the league, what did you do? You picked one of them for first team. That's what they did in the '60s. I'm not going to get yeah, those they also wore, on they also wore they also wore Chuck Taylors and shorts. You had to be concerned <laughs> well, about I mean, things slipping out of. So, I know. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't. McMahon, I find your point compelling. I don't Look, think it would be it was, fair. If, if, it, if it's if it was, I would have no problem if it's positionless having them as my first two names on my on my all NBA ballot. Absolutely. But like there are positions on the ballot to me. Okay, I can't so look at for, this and put one of them at forward. I just think the, it's crazy for the sake of discussion. Let's say sure. there's a, there's a bunch of dudes who wear whitey tighties like bond temps and feel like they've got to go to the <laughs> traditional route. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> okay. So in that case, obviously Jokic and beat and beat Jokic, whatever you got your two center, you have one center spot full or, or, or left, rather. In that case, it, it's going to come down. And it's come down to this before. I've never thought it's been a difficult decision before. I've always thought it was pretty much a no-brainer, Rudy Gobert over Carl Anthony Towns. This is the first year that I do think Cat has presented a legitimate argument. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Wolves are relevant. They don't have a better record than the Jazz, but they're not far yep. behind. Yep. Um and I'm not sitting here telling you Cat's a great defensive player, but he's no longer a liability on that end. He's had his best defensive season. You know, the, the criticism of Cat has always been that uh, he, he puts up empty numbers. Uh, he's carrying them offensively. They are by far better offensively. Uh, he's won with, them with games the this year with clutch shot making. Yeah. Yep. And Several. then defensively, you know, he is, he is doing his part defensively and he you know he's he's a significant plus if you look at plus minus you know net rating all, all that kind of stuff he's a 50 40 guy who's putting up you know 25 ish points per game um and then the argument for gobert is i still think he should be defense player of the year he's leading the league in rebounding um he's leading the league in field goal percentage averaging 16 points per game and you know zach Lowe can fart around all he wants about screen assist, but like that is a critical cog of the number one offense in the NBA. So he's got a hell of a case too. Yeah. For me, I think Rudy's a better player than towns and I would have him as my third team on B center because while Carl's definitely gotten better on defense and he um, has obviously been incredible on offense this year to me, Rudy's defense. You want to say Rudy's defense and Carl's offense is a wash. I think Rudy's impact on offense is far more than Carl's on defense. And especially when you factor in that center is generally a defense first position. I think that that's more important to be better on defense and offense at center. So for me, I'm going to have one. Of, I don't know what, what I'm going to do with Jokic and Embiid yet, but they'll be first and second team. And I think as of now, 
We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. If Carl does that for another 12 games, yeah. we'll I'll change my mind. I don't, but as of now, I'm going to have Rudy third team, I think. Is my I don't remember it. how close the vote was or how close was the consideration. But when he was in this going into his first max contract, he he felt he should have been all NBA. And he, he was very mad it. about he was very, very mad about the voting. then. And what, yeah. what was the Wolves record that year? Not as good as this year, I don't think, if I remember. No. So, um, I don't know. Well, now we'll I, I'll say this: uh, the the Wolves' promotional campaign will not include the fourth quarter of uh, of their loss to Phoenix on Wednesday night. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 greatest shrinking big man of all time. I did not watch the game. I was uh, watching something else, but I did notice. So I can't say for sure. I don't know how many of Aiton's career high thirty five came up against Cat. But I know that the Suns, uh, based on what I was reading and based on what I saw on social media, the Suns um, pretty much put the put the uh, clutch time lock hold on the Wolves and took them down. Oh, the it was it was spicy. I was I was at Maz Rockets, but not necessarily thrilled by that game. So did have <laughs> the, the 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 phone up and I was watching the crunch time of uh, of Suns Wolves. There was a million technical fouls in that game, and look. Uh, again, back on Booker, man, Booker absolutely slammed the door as he's done all season long clutch. with and without Chris Paul. They've yep. just, they had a clutch win in Sacramento the other night. This is what they do. They get, hey, the I tell you what, they put people down. And I am, I've, I've mentioned it before. If we can get Grizzlies, Timberwolves, there will be, be last trash talk records broken. In I was game. at, I was at the game the, the night before, uh, the, the Wolves played the uh, the Sixers, probably almost said the Rockets, in James's debut in Philly. They played the Grizzlies in Minnesota the first game after the break. And yeah. that was, was a game Ja got hurt and left and came back. And there was all kinds of talk and spice yeah. in that game. Well, and, and I, and we and I, you and I were texting that night saying, man, I hope this is a series because this will be fun. And so Pat Bev, of course, is right up in the middle of it. And remember, Pat Bev was very briefly on Memphis's roster. I forget the exact trade it happened about but, four minutes he was like i'm yeah. so excited to go to the grizzlies come and then on like, ah, here the feeling's not mutual you're gonna end up somewhere else and so yeah. he's you know he feels obviously disrespected but and look pat's gonna find reasons to get matter of fact so i saw the wolves and actually it was a, it was a great game mavs wolves the other night not necessarily a pretty game but a really competitive game the mavs pulled it out late but i was i was impressed by the wolves and you can see you know, the impact that, that Pat Bev has made just in terms of that edge, that, that nastiness yep. and, and all that. Um, Chris Finch has done a hell of a job too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He won't for, win coach of the year or anything, but Chris Finch is 12 months of work. Has been he should get a lot of consideration. For, for yeah, it. He's for done the, an incredible job. Monty Williams is winning coach of the year. For period. Shit. But for period. all the criticism of uh, Chris Finch, the hiring process that got him there, he, he was a heck of a hire, but so I'm talking to a scout. You know how we'll stand on the sideline pregame and you're talking to scouts or whatever. I'm, I'm talking to a scout, and Pat Bev is doing this little ball handling warm-up things going sideline to sideline. And he takes like two extra steps and like bumps into us. And then he's like, hey, man, y'all, y'all, y'all why don't y'all move it? <laughs> and and well, okay, hey, our bad. You know, scoot on down. I told the scout, I said, I mean, this dude – his warm-up routine, he, he's, he's warming up his confrontational <laughs> skills. And sure enough, boy, that game, it was full. I mean, he's slapping Luke on the ass. And, you know, I mean, he was even – and it went from pregame to postgame. The, the buzzer sounds. Luke has got the ball in his hands. <laughs> comes up, slaps it away. Luke looks – and then he, like, gives a five. And Luke, Luke like, just gives – and then Luke walks off. just like, God, 
get him the hell away from me. Ah, rematch Friday <laughs> oh, night, baby. That's gonna be a fun one. I've spent That'll some time fun. with I've spent some time with Pat Bev. I like hanging out with him. I I'm not saying I'd like playing against him. I like hanging out with him. He's a, he always makes it interesting, dude. And I, and I think you'd like him. If he, he, you know, look, he's a dude you can't stand if he's on the other team, but I'd want him on my team. Yeah. No, he's um, he he's been on a lot of winning teams over his career for a reason. Um, Carl Towns, by the way, hit the year going into uh, that 2019 All NBA team, he got 20 third place votes. Rudy had 89 points and 69 third place votes, way behind. Um, wasn't really, but he close. thought, but he was, but he was not, but he was mad. He, he did. He was yeah. very mad. He didn't get the extra money. And also, by the way, since we're talking about Carl Ramona Shelburne, our colleague wrote a big story about him and his, right. uh, comeback from, you know, everything that he dealt with during COVID that's worth a read too. Just check that All out. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Hoop Collective. We'll see how this plays out. Um, Bontemps, should we talk about what's coming next week or should we keep that a secret? Uh, no, we can talk about it. Let's, All right, let's real uh, quick. We'll give a little tease. Tease. Final ballot of the MVP straw poll will be released Ooh. next week and we'll be able to talk about it on the pod. So there we go. Jeez, I wonder who's going to be near the top. Uh, thank you for listening <laughs> to the Hoop Collective <laughs> podcast. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you to Bontemps. Thank you to our producer, Jackson. We'll talk to you guys next week. Adios, amigos.